happy birthday to, to you. Happy birthday, dear Brian. Happy birthday to you. It's your birthday? Yes. Remember, it's the same day as the dogs. What is that? It is your birthday period. It's a statement of fact. Not even an exclamation point? This is more professional. Well, nobody likes to get old, right? Really? Well, birthdays are merely symbolic of how another year has gone by and how little we've grown. No matter how desperate we are that someday a better self will emerge, each flicker of the candles on the cake, we know it's not to be. That for the rest of our sad, wretched, pathetic lives, this is who we are to the bitter end. Inevitably, irrevocably. Happy birthday. No such thing. Celebrate what? The fact that we're all going to be working at Burger King? What are we celebrating? It's my birthday, Bob. I'd like to celebrate my birthday with a few friends. What the hell is that? What would you say you do here? It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Because I'm kind of an idiot. I'm a dumb guy. Brian, you don't have to keep trying so hard to impress me. I already really like you. Your midweek download destination. I told you about Brian. I told you. Come on, man. Brian was just making a joke. I'm so lucky to have met you, Brian. You're such an amazing guy. It's Stone's Weekly Dose. Note to self, don't die. Welcome in to the as of late, not so weekly dose. Today's date, if you are listening on the day of air, quote unquote, the day of availability of the download is April 10th, 2019. My final year of my 30s begins right now. There will definitely not be a podcast next week because I will be off to uh, a little run around a, a little tri-state area-ish. Going to be in Nashville for Death Cab. Going to be in Asheville, North Carolina, just because why the hell not. And then going to wrap up the week in Atlanta, Georgia at the 420 Music Festival down in Centennial Park. Widespread Panic, Jason Isbell, uh, the Avits, Keller Williams, a whole bunch of others. I don't have the list in front of me. So that's going to be a really, really awesome weekend or week into the weekend. This is hashtag my month. I mean, this is the time of the year where I am absolutely thriving and alive, even though it might still sometimes come across as I'm uh, being totally grumpy and uh, bitching and complaining about things because that's generally what I kind of do. Thank you so much for finding the uh, podcast this week. It is my birthday today. And uh, coming up on this uh, show today, I'm going to keep it pretty loose, and uh, I don't know how long it's going to go. I've got towards the uh, the second segment of the show is going to be, uh, where are my notes? What am I doing here? Oh, my update on my cable uh, withdrawal, if you will. I am having trouble not having cable TV. It is affecting my life more than I thought it would. And really, overall, subscription services, period, are beginning to annoy people. Some studies and pollings are showing not just subscription television, but subscription services across the board. I will talk about that a little bit and uh, a, a little bit of Game of Thrones discussion. Now, no spoilers here. If anything, I need to make sure you don't spoil it for me. I have 11 episodes as of airtime, as of download time, 11 episodes that I have to fill between now and which today's the 10th, and the season premiere is on the 14th. So I have 11 hours of programming that I have to cram in between now and then, but I do want to touch on just a kind of a variety of things involving uh, subscription services in the second segment of the show. It says, I won't be here on tax week, April 15th, which is a, uh, what is that? I guess that's next Monday. Uh, the, yeah, this following Monday. Tax day, I am going to uh, just kind of go back down that road. I've done it before at the old crappy talk radio station back in the day and how big of a scam, not taxes, not how big of a scam taxes are, how big of a scam that tax preparation and tax filing is. And if they did it in a more stripped down, uh, you know, in your face, uh, realistic way, you'd never be okay 
with the way that it went down. I'll get to that in the third segment. And a stone's throw just for the fun of it. It's not really going to be a, a, a bitching and moaning complain segment. I just, for the fun of it, wanted to hear the sounder. And I found a bunch of things involving uh, Happy Birthday Brian. It's amazing what Google can find you. I just Googled Happy Birthday Brian and I made a whole segment out of it. But real quick, I'll probably do soccer talk another time. I was going to do it today, but I don't I don't think I'm going to have time because I've got a lot to get to here. Uh, a couple plugs right on the front end. A uh, buddy of mine, Eddie Howard from the band Wasted Riffs. Uh, Frankie, uh, the drummer I've been uh, longtime friends with his, too. I said I'd give them a plug for their, their EP release, which is coming this Saturday the 13th at Pigeon Mountain Grill in Chickamauga, Georgia. It's going to be a three-bill uh, night. Virginia Avenue and Eric Turner, a guy I know I've known for a long time. Music starts at five. The uh, the the EP is called Digital Quicksand. I've got it in my hand right here, and I forgot to get it in uh, to get ripped into my computer so I could use it for this podcast. So I can't play it. I apologize, but the the EP release, CD release, in effect, is Pigeon Mountain Grill, Chickamauga, Georgia, on the thirteenth of April. And another one, real quick. My friend Maria and her solo act LVNDR, it's Lavender, has a very cool video release party coming up, and she joins me right now on the Newsmaker line. Maria, or I should say Lavender, hello. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, Brian. It's been a little while since we've talked, and you've got a really uh, cool project and a a release coming up, which we're going to get to in a minute, but I have to tell you, I have to start off this way. I'm sorry if if, if you don't like this. I, I already miss the purple. Are you still green? Is the hair is the hair the, the, the bright green now? Yeah, it's bright green right now, and it glows in black light, which is pretty fun. I just switched it up for the new year, and uh, yeah, purple's still part of me, and it, it'll, you know, well, clear- I don't know how long this is going to last. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it goes along with the name. Um, but yeah, I just got to say, I'm, I dig the, the, the bright colors, but lavender's my favorite. So as long as you promise me, you'll eventually go back. Oh, yeah. Oh, I promise. All right, well, just give me, a, I know who you are, but uh, I got a lot of listeners that might not. Uh, quick bio, bands you played with, things you've been doing the last few years, and we'll get to your uh, your release coming up here in just a minute. Yeah, so I uh, I fronted the band Smooth Dialect for several years. I sing currently still with Animal Planet, also part of Tennessee's Dead, done some, you know, features on Friends Project and all that. Um, You've got uh, with you the, your collaborator, uh, Emma, am I right? Emma Dime, yes, I do. Hello, it's Miss Emma Dime. How are you? I'm doing great. Glad to have both you girls here with me on the, both the podcast and the radio. Uh, let's get, get right. Let's get right down to what's going on. It's towards the end of the month, April, best month of the year. Thank you very much. Uh, this is a, not a, not an album release, but a, a a single and a video release. Tell me about it. Yes. So um, my solo project, Lavender. This is this is the first song from that. It's called Serial Killer with a C, like. Really like I love eating cereal. Yeah. Yum, yum. yum. <laughs> and um, lucky for me, Emma Dime, she agreed to um, be on this track. It means a lot to me. It's um, very personal. I've never been this vulnerable writing ever in my life. Um, got a lot of personal changes in my life happening right now, hence the green hair. You know, when a girl, <laughs> when a girl... Uh, changes her relationship status. She kind of does the same with her hair. It's kind of a cleansing thing. I don't think that's just a girl thing. When I've had those issues, I've like got got a big haircut or something. Like, who gives a damn? Let's just mess it. Let's just mess it up. You know? Yes. Anybody. We'll change that. Well, so deets on this Uh, dates and where where's this going down? So we're having it at Songbirds. It'll be on April 25th, which is a Thursday. So it's you know late enough in the week that you still want to party it's uh you know friday junior but it's not friday and saturday competing with a, a bunch of other shows um we're ha- gonna have some live band music there will be the video premiere i do want to shout out the director tim Kosel. definitely all the videography yeah love t- amazing love tim tim, tim tim does great work yeah he does he really does and so this is this is gonna be downstairs or upstairs at songbirds we'll be downstairs so uh, the 25th, Songbirds, uh, anything else you want to get out there? Lavender, L-V-N-D-R is my guest, along with Emma, her collaborator. The first 30 people will be getting prizes. Um, we have a little bit of serial theme merch and some shirts with a bit of lyrics, such as making art, making love on the shirt. Um, I like it. Yeah. yeah. What, are we, uh, what are we charging to get in the door? Ten. Ten, Ten bucks. 
It's seven online right now on Yeah, we got pre-sale tickets for seven or ten at the door. What is it like, uh, Maria, to to shoot a music video? I, I can talk into a microphone all day long, but get in front of people while there's cameras rolling and, and oh, I don't yeah. know, lip syncing and playing. Is that is that odd or is that natural for you? It was really fun. Honestly, every day felt like my birthday. It was really funny. Like, I had a my our really close friend, Misty Smith. She came down from Knoxville. This girl is a makeup artist. I mean, goddess. Yeah, shout out Misty. Shout out Misty for sure. She um, came down and she made us up. So we we were looking hip top, you know, feeling very confident. Very confident. Yeah, it was fun. Honestly, it was. I've never done a music video like this before. It was. We had a vision board. We we set it out. We had Mary Wright um, as the uh, art director on it. Did she? Shout out to Mary. She was amazing. She did a lot. We made all our props. Like, I called out the big guns, and all my friends came through. Amazing. And, and, and Brian, if you like Maria's bright hair, yes. wait you see the outfits in the video. Okay. Wait. All right. <laughs> I'm excited. I didn't get an advanced copy. That's fine, but I'll see it on the same day that everybody else does. Exactly. <laughs> and speaking of birthday, every day is your birthday. Today is my birthday. So, there you go. Yeah, Birthdays all around. April, best month ever. Uh, Maria, a.k.a. Lavender, and Emma, thank you so much for joining me, all right? Thank you. Thank you, Brian. So a day of me just playing around on the internet, Googling certain things, created an entire segment. Heads up. It's Stone's Throw. Wait, what? Oh, whoa. Back up the truck. Beep, beep. What are you talking about? Is technology making us mentally ill? Look at me. I'm stupid. I can't do math. This is not making sense to the young adult anymore, and they're tired of it. Does that satisfy you? Are you satisfied now? Uh, just if nothing else, I wanted to hear the sounder again. Love this song and love this intro to what was originally from a radio show at this really awful talk radio station that nobody listens to anymore. <laughs> so much fun watching that station crash and crumble and burn right where it stands. It's so incredible. Yes, call me Petty, if you will. Call me Just Bitter Guy, if you'd like. Uh, I still think it's fun. But so it was three years ago today that I pulled off one of my favorite radio shows that I've ever done, and it was only possible because of the guests that I had and the people that helped me make it. Um, I can do a lot of things on my own, and there's a lot of things I can't do without the help of others. And when I set out to do a show that that featured local musicians primarily, but mo- local artists and just a local radio show in a, in a, in a long form spoken word format, which nobody was really doing. Yeah. People would have local music shows where they just played music, but that's easy. This was spending an hour sitting around just chit chatting, which isn't quite as easy. And it's really not easy if you don't have good people around you helping. And on April 10th, 2016, it is, uh, I, I would say it's the highlight of my career, of, of meaning of a solid hour's worth of content. Tara V, uh, Nathan Gale, uh, I, me, obviously, and then my guest, the uh, the one and only Strung Like a Horse. And it was Master Sunday. It was gorgeous out. We we're, we snuck beer. We didn't really sneak it. We just walked in the door. It was a weekend. Nobody was there. We're drinking beer on the air. There's We've got uh, pizza. We've got uh, birthday cake. we got golf on TV. And sitting around hanging out with the guys from Strung Like a Horse on my birthday on a Sunday live. I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot better than that. And the entire show is uh, shot in like five different camera angles in HD on YouTube. I'm going to post it to Facebook here before the day is over on April 10th, just as a little flashback. But I wanted to just play this quick clip. It's really not that quick. It's about three minutes. This is just kind of my monologue from my show three years ago over at Talk Radio 102.3. It's really not a whole lot different than things I'd say now. I just, I like to, you know, wax a little nostalgia. I remember going back, it's 10 years ago now. 10 freaking years ago, I remember I was very conscious of the concerns that we all have as we get older of aging. Some people deal with it better than others. Um, I was very, I was very attentive to this concept at a young age. I remember talking to my aunt and uncle when I was going out to spend a week in Southern California in 2006, and I just turned 26. And I referred to it as the wrong side of 25. 
I didn't I didn't like the fact that I was even older than 25 at that point. When I was younger growing up, I hung out with a lot of people who were older than me. And then as I got older, I hung out with a lot of people who were younger than me because I stayed 22 until I was 32. So I was with a lot of people who were, I'm 26 and half of my friends are 22 and 23 and 24. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. I don't want to grow up. And I remember thinking, man, 26, this is a drag. I'm older than everybody around here. Fast forward 10 years and now the wrong side of 35. I'm 36 years old. And while I have an appreciation for growing old these days, I truly do. It's, it brings you wisdom. It brings you, it brings you life experience. It, 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 it's, 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 it can be a very, very good thing until it's not. It's not too long from now. I mean, I don't know, 15, maybe 20, 20 years where you, you, you stop peaking and you stop growing and you stop learning. So it can be an, a, 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 an area where it can, it can be, it, it can be a, I don't want to use the word depressing because that's a strong word, but it, it can be something that, that really weighs on people. I tend to think that the prime years of your life for development, for growth, for understanding, for learning is between the ages of 26 and 33. Now, I don't know if that's, you know, this, this isn't hard math. It might, you know, it, it, it gray area there. But I, I truly believe you really start, you're not a true, true adult until you're tw- about 25 and your prime time for learning and development is for the next maybe upwards of 10 years. And then once you get into that mid-30s rut, I've seen this with a lot of my peers and my contemporaries that you just kind of get into that, this is the way things are. I've now defined it. We've defined what we are. We've defined who we are. We've defined how we're doing things. And that's where you get stuck into being the like things better the way they were guy. And I've been struggling with this for a few years. And I finally, I've done, I believe, a very good job of, of stop being like things better the way they were guy. Things aren't ever going to be the way that they were. Innovate, move forward, change, always be developing, always be learning, always be changing how you approach every situation or you're going to get left behind and everybody's going to leave you alone. Kids these days, kids these days, nothing. If you find yourself saying that, you have lost it. You, I mean, seriously, it's, it's easy to do because that's just how the American culture, societal way that we operate is that we get we we start to get thinking that what we do is the best what we've done is the best and what you do is no good and that's not true so don't get stuck in that rut no matter how old you are 25 35 45 55 be changing be evolving be innovating or you're just going to become boring and outdated no one's going to care about you and that ain't cool now i could have said that five minutes ago three minutes ago or as i did three years ago on what is my favorite radio show podcast uh youtube show or whatever that i have ever done and the reason i bring that up is because i still struggle with this passage of time thing i mean snap your fingers that was three years ago i was in my mid-30s and now i'm knocking on the door of being 40 years old and i still struggle with this time flies and it ain't got a thing to do with whether you're having any fun or not. It's kind of a little quirky, funny saying, I like to say, but I absolutely, positively mean it and virtually live by it. And I do struggle. I struggle mentally with mental health of the passage of time. I look up and see the clock just spinning around. This killing time thing, I don't know what that's about. Hey, we got to kill some time. Hey, man, I ain't in the damn business of killing time, all right? I'm going to do something with this time that I have because once this time's gone, I'm never going to get that time back but i've done that before and i'll do it again maybe in the future but so what all that i wanted to start with that because i was going back and watching the show again i do it every year since then and it's just i just love it and i wanted to play that back and so now gonna screw around for a little bit all right y'all cool with that you good with that so the other day i was looking around trying to figure out what i wanted to do with this segment and um i just googled uh happy birthday brian I don't know why exactly, but I did, and I came up with a lot of really stupid-sounding stuff, and the first one comes from a guy named Naziria, I think is how you say his name, Naziria, and this is what I got from Happy Birthday, Brian. Oh, 
I stumble on this and I'm like, all right, well, that's stupid. Uh, whatever. Let's just keep looking around and see what uh, what I do or don't run into. So this is just another one, just completely random, with the Google search of "Happy Birthday, Brian." A little more traditional here, yeah. So, all right, if that was it, if I only found those two, I wouldn't have spent any amount of more any more time on this. But then I see this. It, it sounds like it's the real Joe Walsh singing a song, a, a birthday song that's supposedly uh, to be personalized, but then with like an impersonator in the middle of it that gives that that does the personalization. Just listen closely. It's it's like an old Joe Walsh. Eagles style song. That sounds like Joe Walsh to me. Happy birthday, Brian. That doesn't. Happy birthday to you. That sounds like Joe Walsh. Happy birthday, Brian. I don't think that is. Happy birthday to you. And I think that is. I'm so glad it's a birthday. Well, have a and so that goes for a couple of minutes. And then I found what might be my favorite one, uh, potentially the most juvenile one, or a hell, who knows. But this one I, I liked. I'm going to play it in its entirety. It's Whoosh from Mars is what this is called. Whoosh. Hello, I'm Whoosh, and I came down from space. I travel for miles to put a smile on your face. Yo, Brian... Happy birthday. You're cool. Well, thank you. My home is Mars and the trip is long, but it's worth it to sing you this birthday song. Yo, Brian. Happy birthday. You're cool. Bye-bye, everyone. Whoa. Whoosh. 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 So that's whoosh from Mars to get a give it full uh, attribution. And let's see, we'll go to the next one that I just labeled just plain weird. To be honest with you, I don't even remember what this is. So we'll start it and just see what it go where it goes. Happy birthday, Brian. Oh happy yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, Brian. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Another language, I guess. Oh, and you know I love dogs. Oh, another dog. Annoying as hell. What the hell that is? I don't know who's putting these things together. I don't know what in the world this is all about. One more to go here, and I was certainly uh, delighted to run into this after uh, WrestleMania just ended the other day. I do watch uh, professional wrestling, WWE. Uh, hey, you watch something stupid too, so you can make fun of me if you want, but we all watch stupid stuff. Mean Gene Oakland, the late uh, announcer and just overall uh, long-time wrestling. I probably did promotions and stuff too. I don't know, but we all know him best as Mean Gene on the mic, and I found Mean Gene on a YouTube uh, 30 second clip wishing somebody named Brian a happy birthday. Sitting in my hotel room, holy balls, I can't believe it. Brian, happy birthday. Thank you. Watch your own bobber. And by the way, you got to get one of those holy balls t shirts courtesy of me, mean Gene Oakland. They're hot. And I just couldn't, uh, 
I couldn't help myself but to put that on there, and that's that's all I got. If that annoyed you, I apologize. If you're still here, then uh, God bless you. All right, so I'm going to step aside here for a uh, short break, which is not ever really a break. It's just a transition into the next segment. I no longer have cable, and I'm having withdrawals. It is damn near like coming off of a drug or you know something on the lighter end of a drug level like caffeine or cigarettes or sugar or alcohol or whatever it is. I'm having trouble with it, and I'll explain what I mean by that coming up next. More of Stone on Air coming up. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. At stoneonair.com. A card. Oh, look, it's one of those cards where you can record your own message. Come on, open it up. Happy birthday. Just wanted to send our wishes from Virginia. Um, excuse me, would you mind keeping it down? We're having my son's birthday party over here. Okay, so admittedly, that was half-assed. That wasn't any good. I was really trying to put the rejoin together really fast. Thanks for sticking around with the show today. This is uh, a theme song for me once a year. This song is by... The band Cracker. This is a perfect example of somebody, if they found out I made one penny off of their music, they would sue me if they got the chance. That's how hardcore David Lowry is about his his war against Spotify and streaming services and bootlegs and anything that doesn't compensate artists fairly. And he's right. He should. But that's neither here nor there since I haven't made a dime yet. This song's about me. be a new listener, I promise you I'm not normally this self-indulgent. It's less about my birthday in its, you know, standalone self on the calendar of the 10th, and it's more about hashtag my month. It's more about April. It's more about spring, the flipping of the seasons. It's more about how much I hate the wintertime and how much I love the new lease on life, quote-unquote, that I feel like I get in the springtime it's about baseball it's about the masters it's about it's about uh it's bugapalooza it's about 420 festival it's about earth day it's about uh, record store day it's about whatever i make my april to be is is usually kind of defines the way my year goes So basically, if I have a good April and a good June, then I'm going to have an incredible year because those two months, if they're strong or good enough to cancel out the nonsense of the other 10. And I feel strongly that this month is going to be incredible. Band Cracker and David Lowry, their lead singer, probably about three bucks <laughs> based on uh, the amount of listeners I have and the amount of uh, royalties that a song like that would get. So let's see. Um, I wasn't planning on doing that. I was just, I kind of make it up as I go. So here's the deal. I got rid of cable. I talked about it in the last, uh, last show at the end of, this is the first April show. I think it is. Yeah. At the end of uh, March, I have finally officially got rid of cable. And um, I now have a lot of the uh, the apps through my PlayStation and now my brand new phone. Got a Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus. Thank you very much. No, it's not an iPhone. 
If the average iPhone dork walked around talking about everything else in their life like they do their damn phone, we'd all be driving the same car, wearing the same clothes, living in the same floor plans of houses, and we'd all be looking exactly the same. I don't know why people with the iPhone think that they want everybody on the planet to have the same damn phone as them. It's very odd to me. Side note, sorry, I'll get back on track. So I got rid of cable, and I've got a lot of these apps now to watch different things, and it's driving me batty. It's driving me nuts. I was in the business of trying to create new behaviors. That's I wanted to do this. I've been talking about it for years, years, and I've been talking about it really seriously for a good solid year. And uh, I finally, uh, I finally pulled the plug, cut the cord, as it were, and um, I'm finding myself going through withdrawals because of my habits of watching TV. And I'll give you an example, uh, the perfect example. That happened just the other day on Sunday. And it's happened on other days too, but this is the best example I can come up with. And and also with the the basketball. So there's two, the NCAA tournament. So there's two different examples here that work out the same way over the course of the last 10 days or so. Well, the Braves are back. Well, I've got the app and I've got the, you know, the plugged in login through, you know, my girlfriend, whatever, above board, I don't know, don't care. But so I can watch through an app, the Braves game, or I can watch through the app, whatever it is, whatever channel that comes through your cable provider. So that's cool, right? Yeah, sure, I guess. Until you want to flip over to the the basketball game. Or until on a Sunday, I get done watching the Braves. They win. Walk-off fashion against the the Marlins. Fun weekend. They took two or three. They've been playing great. Game's over. They have an awful broadcast team on pre and post. During the game, it's fine. Pre and post is awful. So if they lose, I definitely change the channel. Unless they won in really dramatic fashion, I still change a channel. Games comes to an end. We won. Yeah, I can watch a little post game, or I can flip over and watch some NASCAR. I don't really want to watch NASCAR. I don't really like NASCAR all that much. But if I had my old ways, I would have grabbed my remote and flipped over to Fox or ESPN or whoever the NBC or whoever the hell has NASCAR right now just to see what's going on. And then after that happened, I'd flip to see what else is on. You see where I'm coming from here. The Brave game, Braves game ends, and there's no, there's no flipping. There's nowhere else to go. I'm st- stuck on this app until I exit out of the app. No problem. Okay, that's fine. Quick. Boom. Done. Easy, right? Except I don't have a NASCAR app, and I don't want one. I don't have a Big Bang Theory app, and I don't want one. I, I might have the History Channel app. I'm not sure. But if I don't, and even if I wanted to watch American Pickers... I don't feel like going and downloading one just to maybe watch American Pickers for five seconds. I just, I, I like the way I used to watch TV and I didn't realize how much that I did. I miss it. I'm having withdrawals. I'd come in first thing when I get home and hit the DVR or find the re- replay of Pardon the Interruption with Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser. Now I walk in and I just stare at a blank screen. Yeah, I can fumble through the app and maybe find it. And I know with time that that all this stuff will change and habits will change. But it's kind of the same way I am with my listening habits. When a lot of people talk to me because I do this podcast and I talk podcasting a lot and I follow the blogs and Reddits and everywhere else and Twitter and whatever, you know, what 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 podcast do you like? I don't really like podcasts. I don't really listen to any podcasts. My favorite podcast is this one. Yeah, I mean, I really don't. The podcasts I listen to are just replays of shows that have already aired somewhere else. Pardon the eruption, Brian Williams' eleventh hour. Um, there's a couple storytelling poly- podcasts I like. You know, start and finishes, eight episode types. I'm cool with that. But overall, I'm not. It's the same concept with watching TV that way. I don't really want to just sit down and watch your one show. I just want to flick around on the tube and see what's on. That's what I've done for the better part of however long it is. I guess you know, twenty years or so. But I get it. People's learned behavior is created by the environment that you're in. And that's the environment that I was brought up in. And people who were five to at least certainly 10 years younger than me and absolutely 15 and more younger than me are creating new behaviors based on their environment and the culture that they're in. And that's, you know, that's just what happens. I get that. I'm just having trouble breaking that. And another thing I'm having trouble with is just subscription services all the way around. I mean, I just, you can't buy anything. Online, whether it be a meal kit or a razor or a toothbrush 
or whatever it is that somebody's trying to sell from these, like, I'll call them like kind of online boutiques, if uh, you know if that's a fair way to put it. Hey, the Quip uh, electric toothbrush, the greatest goddamn thing you've ever used. Here, buy it. I mean, as long as you get, get refills every other day or two or whatever it is. Oh, cancel any time. Biggest damn uh, sales gimmick that works in this country is cancel any time. No, uh, no obligation. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. You know how many percentage of people never cancel or don't cancel on times the things that they're supposed to save money on? Most of them. That's why they make all this money. That's why they're doing it. I can't get a razor blade. Harry's Dollar Shave Club. I can't get a razor just because you got a good product and I can just get a razor and try it out. Cancel any time. You know what I'm going to forget to do? Cancel your damn stupid subscription to your razors. No, thank you. I'll just go buy the razors like I normally do. It's no big deal. It's not a big problem in my life. I know it's a huge convenience for a lot of people, people who are assured to go through certain products in certain household settings. Absolutely. I get it. I get it. But it still comes down to often that, hey, save 40% and you can buy this now. No, no, no. You didn't save 40%. We didn't save 40% in this transaction. We spent 60%. The buy now, buy more, buy bigger sales pitch has been in American capitalism for, you know, 75 years. That's not new. But they're now using it in ways to make you believe, to make us all think that, oh, well, we just, the convenience of this is absolutely invaluable. It's absolutely priceless. And in some settings, it is. But for me and my personal habits of how I've done things, and my habits are changing constantly these days in my almost going on 40-year-old age these days. But if you give me one roll of paper towels or you give me three, I'm going to conserve and make the most out of the one when I know it's about to run out rather than if I have three. And that's just me, and that might not have anything to do with anybody else. And Lord knows I'm figuring out when you got a bunch of kids running around, that doesn't apply whatsoever. But it can be used as an example of the more you get, the more you use. Consumption is based oftentimes by availability. If it's not available, you don't consume it in the same way. And you just, you know, we all apply that to our life however it seems fit. But off of that and back to television subscription services, this is from Variety. Subscription fatigue, quote-unquote. Nearly half of U.S. consumers frustrated by streaming explosion, a study finds, And this is kind of, I think, a be careful what you wish for. Oh, we don't want cable. We don't want all these channels that we don't want. I want to pick the channels I want. Okay, cool. You can pick all the channels you want, but there's a very high likelihood you're going to get charged individually for every single one of those. And what if it changes as, as entertainment options get better and better and you want 20 and 30 and 40 and 50 channels all at $10 a piece? Well, once again... You're not saving anything. The percentages are going in the other direction. With the plethora of options, it says nearly 47% of U.S. consumers say they're frustrated by the growing number of subscriptions and services required to watch what they want. And it kind of seems like now that we're wanting collectively what we used to have, a kind of aggregated uh, portal, if you will, of which to choose from things to watch as opposed to just cherry picking what you want it's so bizarre how we are as consumers continue from this variety piece it says all told there are more than 300 over the top video options in the united states with that fragmentation there's a clear opportunity for larger platforms to re-aggregate these services in a way that can provide access across all sources and make recommendations based on all of someone's interest said the study guy here, whatever his name is, quote, consumers are looking for less friction in the consumption process. Be careful what you wish for. You wanted to pick what you wanted to watch, and then when we picked what we wanted to watch, we got tired of having to pick so many things and having to pay for so many things. I don't know. It's just an excellent uh, study of the human condition and how we so quickly, as soon as we want something, we often sometimes realize... Oh, wow. Shit, I didn't actually really want it this way now that you guys have uh, kind of adjusted to the way we've all adjusted. And now I used to pay $170 for cable TV or for my TV options, and now I pay $270 because I saved 40% that one time. This is the Stone On Air podcast. 
I appreciate you guys and gals finding the show. A Wednesday download is the goal long term. Right now it'll be off probably the rest of April. Definitely the uh, middle of next week because I'll be out of town all week. But it is not going away. It is staying a thing. And it's going to be uh, a lot of really cool things that I've uh, been working on. And I can't wait to share them with you here soon into the future. Taxation with representation is not a scam. It is, well, usually it's not. It's not a ripoff, and it's something that is necessary for the well-being of our country. But the process of filing your taxes with the government is an absolute joke, a scam, and you would never put up with it if I put it in these terms, which I will do next. Hey, Beavis, check it out. We're here to wish this person a happy birthday. <coughs> um, okay. Well, what should we say? <coughs> uh, I don't know, asswipe. Maybe, like, congrats on getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you old fart. <coughs> An old fart like you ages like a fine wine. <coughs> so, like, happy birthday. We will fight you from the mountains. And we will fight you. It's another cracker song we're gonna listen to. And we will fight you from the valleys. You cannot take what isn't yours. And we will fight your goons and lawyers. And we will fight your Pinkertons. And we will fight your bot off congressman. You cannot take. Well, it feels like they shouldn't be able to take what isn't theirs, but they do. Welcome into the final segment of the Weekly Dose, or the, I should say, recently not-so-Weekly Dose for April 10th, 2019. Uh, 39 years ago, I was born in San Diego, California. And so as tax day approaches, this is kind of like my um, bread and milk annual kind of a rant in the late December, January and February months when everybody falsely and fakely makes up all these jokes about how everybody goes and buys all the bread and milk when the weather gets bad, which is not true at all. People just go to the grocery store and buy groceries and that makes perfect sense. This is kind of the same thing, but I don't do it every year. I used to do it here and there on Let's Talk Money on the old uh, crappy talk radio station. And it is tax time. And it infuriates me every single year. And I, I don't know how or when or where this exactly started, but this concept of a big tax return really became a very, very America kind of thing. I mean, it excites the hell out of people. And I'm I, when I have this discussion right now, I'm talking more about the average person walking around. You know, we're talking uh, average household median incomes, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 110,000, something like that. I'm not talking about people who are bringing in six figures or people who do lots of subcontracted work or drug dealers or anybody else who's doing illegal, um, uh, under-the-table kind of transactions. All, all those things, illegal, above board, below board, all that. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the average asshole walking around who has a W-2 and possibly a um, mortgage uh, and and the and the interest that they can write off, and maybe let's say you know a dependent, a a child or something like that. It's pretty simple stuff, right? And 
And I know when it gets down to having several kids and the earned income tax credit, which you can argue is exactly not that whatsoever. It's not even kind of earned income, blah, 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 blah. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about people who have all the money in the world or lots of money to, at, you know, just across the board. And I'm not talking about people who abuse the, the, the system or who have no money or live in poverty or any of that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the average right in the middle, just like myself, and just like what I would imagine is the majority of the people who listen to this podcast. Getting a tax return is not a good thing. There's nothing good about getting your money back to you interest-free. Now, again... All the deductions, all the complicatedness. You want you want to take advantage of anything you can to to hold on to your money. I'm just talking about people who don't have to do much except for just file their taxes. And why do you have to file your taxes? The company that you work for for very likely years, they already have filed their taxes. They the IRS already knows how much money you've made because your company. Your, your employer has already told them. Why now do you have to make a private entity, a third party, rich by paying, which I know sometimes now it's free and it's different how it's done now, but it's still hoops to jump through. And there's still all these talking about, you know, subscription services. Uh, you know, hey, if you do this, it costs this much. Or if you do this, it costs that much. I mean, what kind of scam are we running here? IRS, you already know how much money I make. It's kind of the same way with the police and uh, the, uh, the the government locally here. Oh, hey, do you have car insurance? Yeah, look it up, bro. You already know whether I have car insurance. Stop asking me questions you already know the answer to. And the IRS already knows how much money you make if you just work for a company with a W-2. If it gets more complicated than that, I'm not talking about that. It's a complete scam. So let's look at it like this. So if you went into a room and there was your employer... And there was a representative from the IRS, and they had your salary stacked up in dollar bills, hundreds, ones, thousands, millions, whatever it is. And they said, here's how much money you get here. Take it. It's yours. And here's how much we're going to take for taxes because of the representation that you get. Okay, I get that. Taxation with representation is what this country needs to be fueled. No problem. But here's an additional amount of money. Right here, this pile over here. See it? It's green. Big pile of green, you know, greenbacks, all right? We're going to take this. We're going to dump it in this bag, this little satchel, right? And we're going to we're going to pull the string and we're going to throw it over our, our over our uh, shoulder like the old uh, robber cartoons with a little uh, mask, a little raccoon eyes mask on, and we're going to run out the door with it. Now, at the end of next year, we will give you this money back. As long as you go pay that company over there, that third party, that entity over there, you pay them 50 bucks, making up numbers here, $50, and they'll give you this satchel of money back. What do you think about that? Now, we're not going to give you any interest. We're not going to let that money grow in, a, uh, in gross stocks or mutual funds or any, any kind of bonds or anything. We're just going to let it sit there, and then we're going to give it back to you exactly the way we took it after you pay somebody else. You know what you'd say? Do you know what we should all say? We will fight you from the mountains And we will fight you in the streets And we will fight you from the valleys You cannot take what is but the problem is, is that we have created this false sense of um, excitement, this false sense of jubilation of getting this money every year. Everybody, the, the soon as the calendar flips and we're done with Christmas and everybody's broke because they spent so much money on credit to buy a bunch of junk that nobody wants on Christmas, they wake up on January 1st and some people's first thought is, well, at least tax, you know, tax return time is coming soon. When do we get those W-2s? We get those by the end of the month. Hey, when do we get those W-2s? Let's bang out some emails. Let's shoot some texts. When do we get our W-2s? Because people are so excited to get some, quote, unquote, free money, as most people tend to act like it is. It was already yours. That was your money. I haven't got a tax return because I have very small deductions. I have my homeowner's uh, 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 interest and uh, what else? I and my and my um, IRA. My IRA is uh, I, I I 
defer the tax on that. I can't explain it out loud. I have two deductions. Two deductions, and at the end of the day, I make about, I either owe about 90 bucks or 100 or I get about 90 bucks or 100 And I tell somebody this, and I don't make a lot of money, all right? I don't make a lot of money. I make a very livable wage, and I enjoy life, and I'm comfortable. But I don't make a lot of money. But I don't get these goddamn tax returns back and people at my day job or I stole this out there to people and they're like oh my god what the hell how do you not get any money back because I already got it it was already mine and I try to argue this with people and they just they won't have anything else. well if I just let them hold it for me you uh, uh, uh ah all right so I'll, all I want to do when I hear about this is say we will fight you from the mountains and we will fight you in and now, from Vox, there is a bipartisan group in Congress that wants to make it harder for you to do your taxes. Congress is set to make it illegal for the IRS to create free tax preparation software. Again, information that they already have. You could just log on to this free IRS tax preparation software, plug in what you made, which they already know, and then you can evaluate your return or what you owe from there. Oh, but guess what that would do? That would make problems for TurboTax and H&R Block and anybody else who has been getting rich off of the government scheme on the American people for years. And I'm not even, it's actually a pretty good uh, article. It is a, a little one-sided and I don't know the exact specifics of it and it doesn't do, it doesn't mean much to me. It's just a scheme that they've cr- somehow created th- this, this fallacy to the American people that you get this free money every year. Hey, here's some free money. It ain't free money. It was already all of our money. And you charging me to get my money back interest-free is not a game that I feel like playing. I'm going to put the wraps on the show right there. Thank you so much, guys and gals, for finding the show whenever it is available and when it gets back to a weekly download. Thank you for your patience. I promise you this is not going away. It um, It is still something I enjoy to do. The other week I talked about how it wasn't any fun and I didn't like it. And that was a little bit uh, emotions maybe talking a little more. While it's not what I used to do and what I used to love as much, it is still something I'm very proud of and I'm going to keep working on. And I've got some big ideas and I've had some people reach out and say, hey, how can we make this work? How can we work with this to try to do the things you're trying to do? And uh, I love you to death. So I'm out of here for a week and a half to go just just relax. I'm off work for a while, off from the station, off from the day job. And uh, I'm going to go get lost in the Carolinas and Atlanta and, uh, and in Nashville. And uh, just enjoy April. That's what I need. I need a, I need a, just a great, fun April. And uh, I'm going to get it. And uh, life is good. It really, really, really is. I love you to death. Uh, what are all the things I used to say? I don't even remember. All I know is I, uh, I adore you for listening to the show. Thank you so much. I got to run. This is the Stone on Air podcast for April 10th, 2019. I'll talk to you again soon, I promise. We'll fight you from the mountains and we will fight.